This is Modern Leader, the podcast for corporate career women who want to feel good on their way to the top. I'm Emma Clayton, and I'll be sharing with you tangible advice to help you stop sacrificing your soul in the name of success and experience more balance, confidence, and fulfillment both in and out of work. Hello, and welcome back. I hope you're really well in this autumny, wintry transition that we're experiencing right now. I wanted to share in this episode a few lessons that came out of me following through on my commitment to my daily seed dips in October and also how that has actually inspired what I'm going to do for season two on the podcast. So if you stick with me I will let you know what you can expect um, for the month of November which is super exciting and a little bit scary if I may say so myself. (laughs) So You may recall from a couple of weeks ago when I shared about the resistance that was coming up when I was going to honour my commitment to myself, which was to do a dip a day in October. I had a head cold on day four, I think it was, and it was quite tricky to kind of find that momentum again and get back into the swing of things when I felt a little bit better. But I pushed through it and... I found that what happened in terms of me honouring that initial commitment was I actually got what I wanted, but I got more than I wanted. So my intention behind doing the challenge was that I wanted to feel alive, right? There's There's no denying when you go in cold water, there is an aliveness in your body that you don't experience as you walk through life generally. Um, So I wanted to do that and I certainly got that, although I have to admit that until the last day, the temperature was bearable, like, yeah, it was a little bit cold getting in, sort of took your breath away, Um, but it was warm, really, still sort of only just cooling down after the summer. Um, And I went in the sea on the north coast of Kent, and I have to say it must have been two or three degrees colder coming off the North Sea there. Um, So I wanted to feel alive and I definitely felt that I, I... remembered what it's like to shift your energy you know when sometimes you get that little slump in the afternoon for me I was actually waiting for that slump to occur and then I'll be like right let's go let's do the sea swim now didn't matter what the tide time was um doing it didn't matter if it was raining or if the sun was out or not as the case is generally um I just got up and I went and I did my sea swim and shifted the energy in me and you know, I was able to come back and feel like I could sit at my desk and start going again. Um, It really was something else. I also wanted to just feel completely present, which I do when I'm at the beach, right? I do when I'm in nature. I'm more likely to be in my senses, like looking at the view and listening to the sound of the waves or the birds, smelling the salt in the air, you know, really like feeling the salty air on my skin or the wind whatever it is like really being in your senses rather than being in my head which is you know if we're honest where we spend a lot of time neuroscientists say we have up to ninety-five thousand thoughts a day that's a bloody lot of thoughts and a lot of time spent up in our heads so for me I know that being in nature makes me feel very present makes me gets me out of my head and into my senses where I can feel like I'm just in the moment and it does that especially when you're in the water as well right you 
there was this one day when I went in and the tide must have just been sort of at that lull where it was on the turn. It was high, so it was deep when you got in. And I was like so buoyant, I wasn't even treading water. So I was like vertical in the water, but just like completely supported by the water, completely buoyant. There was no better feeling of feeling completely weightless and buoyant and fully supported by the sea in that moment. There were other days when it was so wild <laughs> that I felt pretty wild getting in the water. There were waves, they were slamming down on me. I was walking, I had to walk in with like this mutual respect for the sea, but also with this equal power, like my power is meeting the power of the sea. And it just did something to me. I actually called it on my last day, I called it like my rewilding because it really did feel like I was coming back to a part of me that's, you know, I'm not going to put myself in danger, but I'm more risky than I ever gave myself credit for. I used to have these beliefs, right, that I didn't like getting wet because getting out and getting dry was such, like, hard work. And and this has prevented me from swimming and and going to the beach and getting in the water for I don't know how many years. But actually, when I think about uh, what I loved as a kid, I always used to have earache coming back off holidays because I spent so much time in the pool and under the water. I'd be doing handstands and backflips and I'd be diving in and swimming from one end of the pool to the other underwater. I was a water baby. I'm a Pisces. My star sign is a water sign. So I'm born to be in the water or by the water and I've denied myself that for so long. So that brings me to my lessons that if you want to change your mind about something, you can, you just have to be open to it. I changed my mind about what it meant to get in the water. I made it super simple to get back out again. I've got a dry robe, it's worth every penny. I even got in the car with my dry robe on over my wet swimsuit and my boots still on and just drove home and then would get out of my wet stuff and get straight in the shower just to make it easier for myself. So you absolutely can change your mind. You can change those beliefs. You just have to be open to it. You have to want to. Another lesson was if you wait for the perfect conditions, you could be waiting a long time. And how often do we do this, right? Oh, it's, it's too windy to go out for my run. It's too like cold outside to go and socialize it's like we hold ourselves back because we're waiting for the perfect conditions but is there such a thing I don't know there was some pretty perfect days when I did my sea swims but they were looked very different right I had one day that I described earlier where I was just sort of buoyant in the water and it was beautifully calm like mill pond there was other days that were totally wild there were some days that were really clear there were some days that were not clear at all but each were kind of perfect in their own little way. So maybe there is no such thing as the perfect conditions. And I wonder if you ask yourself now, what am I waiting for the perfect conditions for or to do or to have, then maybe you can confront yourself and move through it regardless of whether or not you feel the conditions are there yet. The more you get uncomfortable, the less uncomfortable it gets. We know this, right? So on day one to three, walking in the sea, it took a little bit longer to get the courage to dip my shoulders under. But the more uncomfortable I got, 
the easier it became, the more comfortable it got. And this, we can say the same for this for anything. For example, the more you stand up in front of the room and you present, it might feel super uncomfortable, but the more we do it, the easier it gets, the less uncomfortable it gets each time. You might even find you enjoy it. And let's face it, our mind is wired to talk us out of getting uncomfortable. It doesn't like discomfort. It doesn't want you to feel out of your depth, metaphorically or literally. It doesn't want you to be uncomfortable. So it's gonna talk you out of doing those things. It's gonna do what it can in its power to keep you safe. There's a reason why we talk about the monkey mind, right? I don't know if you've ever heard of the analogy of you don't ever give your monkey the driver's seat. You don't even put it in the front seat next to the drivers with the map. You put it in the back seat, you take it along for the ride because it ain't going nowhere but you don't let it drive and you don't let it dictate which way you go. And that's kind of what we have to do. We know that getting uncomfortable is gonna get easier. We know that our mind just wants to keep us comfortable. So we know we have to just fricking do it, right? <laughs> just fricking do it. So what is the thing you've been putting off more recently that you know you just wanna do, but it feels hella uncomfortable to do, even if you know you'll get over it? Like I've got another one coming up, which is to actually get back into a more of a healthy eating routine. So I've actually signed up to work with my amazing nutritionist who I worked with last year uh, and the year before that. And she helped me through some real um, not great gut issues. And I've since kind of got into some bad habits again, just over time, just little things. And I feel like I'm quite sluggish, quite heavy. I'm not actually that comfortable in my body. I'm also noticing inflammation around my legs and my knees in particular. When I eat certain foods, when I eat perhaps more sugar than is necessary in my diet, I also feel quite addicted to sugar again at the moment. And that's not happened to me for a few years. So I really want to um, make the moves to just refocus, reset my diet. And that feels uncomfortable because it's so easy to just reach for the convenience foods and just get them down your neck and feel that momentary high, <laughs> even if the slump afterwards is is not worth it. So I'm gonna do that, that's what I'm doing. It starts next week. That's gonna be part of um, what I want to bring to the podcast this month. So what are you waiting to do before you're comfortable to do it? And can you just freaking get out and do it? Then another lesson um, was when you really listen to that conversation playing out in your mind, you'll really hear what's holding you back. Like, literally, I was faced with this every day. I had a commitment, not just to myself, I was sharing it online, I was sharing it in my stories. So I knew I had to show myself showing up for myself. <laughs> so faced with that task to tick off my list that day, I was sitting with so much stuff like all the feelings, but mainly driven by the the talk, right? So all the excuses, all the reasons why we would be so much better off if we just skipped it today. <laughs> the battle, like even when I got down the beach sometimes, I, I would look and I'd be like, yeah, no, not today. And I was like, no, we're here now. We need to do it. So it's constant battle with that monkey mind. And like, most people are walking through life 
unaware of that mind, just like so associated with it that they're not necessarily aware of the bullshit it feeds us sometimes, of how small it's keeping us, of how comfortable it's keeping us. And now that might be absolutely perfect for some people, but I know if you're here listening to this, it's because you're doing pretty well with your life and you want to do even better. You want to do more. You want to experience life to the full. So in that case, we have to tune in and listen to that conversation playing out in our mind and hear how it's holding you back if you let it. And like I said earlier, if you're open to it, you can change your mind. It is totally possible. And this is what I work with my clients on. It's like that mindset piece. There is um, an awareness that has to happen. It has to start with tuning in to more of that bullshit in our mind and determining what we're willing to listen to, what we're willing to let it get away with and what we're not prepared to to give up. And, and then we have to reclaim our power, take back our power from the monkey mind and like I said, put it in the back seat. It ain't going nowhere, but we can certainly say, uh, uh, I'm driving today, I'm making the decisions about what we're doing and you're going to listen to me and come along for the ride. <laughs> Now, another big lesson that I experienced, I guess, because this is the thing as well, right? When we put ourselves in this situation where we're repeatedly going to be out of our comfort zone, we have this whole other experience. And for me, it was just tapping back into that childlike awe. I would get to the beach and I'd be like, I'd feel a little bit giddy, (laughs) like excited, especially if it was a bit wild or Like if it was calm, I would tap into another part of me that was just like really just happy just to get in the sea and just be like chill, right? But this child-like manner came out in me and it just is that reminder that we take life so seriously. Like when was the last time you not just laughed not just had fun with like your kids or your partner or your friends or someone, but when was the last time you actually let your inner child out to play and really just felt like a big kid again? Because we don't do this often enough and I encourage you to find the thing. Like I I have to confess, this is a little bit embarrassing maybe, but I am a big Taylor Swift fan. Not only do I love her music because it gets me in that energy of feeling like a big child again, there is just something happy and energetic and vibrant about her music that I really can get in my body and bounce around the house and sing at the top of my voice. It does something to me. I also love what this woman stands for. I've seen her go from being a good little girl that toes the line and wants to people please, to being this liberated woman who is saying fuck you to the patriarchy that has held her back and meant that she has muted herself on what she's really wanted to sing through her lyrics and she has taken back those rights of her music and she's rewritten it in the way that she always wanted to write it, which is a true expression of herself and her voice. So I freaking love that about her. So I am a bit of a Swifty fan. And when I realised that her era's tour that she's just done in concert around the world has come to cinemas, cinema near you, I really wanted to go. 
But do you know what? Can I find anyone to go with me? No, I can't. All my mates are miserable. So I am going to take myself to the cinema to watch a concert of a woman that I love with music that I love. And I'm sure I'm not going to be able to sit in my seat the whole way through. I'm going on my own, for God's sake, because I, I don't want to miss out. And it's like, I'm not saying you have to go to the cinema on your own, because that might not be your idea of fun. I know that I'm not going to give a crap what anyone else thinks of me, and I will let my hair down if I need to. And I'll do it on my own, and I'll still have fun, because you know what? The child version of me did a lot of stuff in her room on her own, and felt pretty good about it too. So how can you take life less seriously and let your inner child out to play more? And then I've got this big reminder that if I feel the nudge to do something, no matter how outrageous, I've just got to follow it. So going to the cinema on my own to watch Taylor Swift in concert feels a little bit outrageous, feels a little bit sad maybe, but I'm going to do it, just going to do it. I had the nudge to do these daily dips and I doubted it. And when I talk about nudge, I'm talking about like this, it's coming from somewhere else other than my head. It's almost like it lands and it's like, oh, inspiration. I like to call that my intuition. Like I believe there is a part of me that is wise, wiser than my intelligence and knows what is good for me. And it comes, it sort of is, is quieter. It's not as loud as the monkey mind, right? It's quieter and it's sometimes just like, just nudges, just like gives you a little elbow now and again and says, what about this? Remember this? How about this? <laughs> and if we're just like herring through life, listening to our monkey, letting our monkey drive, we don't hear that voice of our intuition. And that's really got our best interests at heart. Like our monkey mind has our best interests at heart. It wants to keep us safe, but that's its primary goal. It doesn't really care if you have a lot of fun. It doesn't really care if you do the things you want to do. It just wants to keep you safe and alive. Whereas our intuition is this like inner wisdom. It's deeper, it's quieter, but it knows. It knows what's good for you. And we should listen to it more, right? Um, and it's slightly different to your gut instinct. In my in my mind, the way I differentiate it is your gut instinct is kind of like, you know, if the monkey mind didn't want to go to the beach in the first place, my gut instinct told me it probably wasn't safe to swim that day. But my intuition said, let's stay and get wet anyway. You know? So if you feel the nudge, follow it. But you've got to be, you've got to recognise the nudge when it comes in. And then as I spoke about earlier, the other lesson was to really have a compelling reason why you want to do the thing in the first place, because it really does help you stick to it. So on the days that I didn't want to go, when it was really crappy weather outside, I was like, yeah, but I want to feel alive. I know this is going to shift my energy. I want to feel present, even if it's just for 10 minutes. And I know I'm not going to regret it. Because let's face it, nobody ever regrets following through on themselves. And I certainly never regret a sea swim. So they are the lessons for 
the month of October that I just wanted to share and to give some voice to and I hope that they give you some inspiration to move on something that perhaps you've wanted to do for yourself and if you do let me know let me know on social media follow me on Instagram on LinkedIn on Facebook please drop me a DM it's so nice when you tell me that you're listening and what you took away from this podcast because it just makes it all so much more worthwhile so let me know and then you're going to want to make sure you're subscribed or following this show on this favorite listening platform that you're listening to me on now because one of the nudges that I've had from being at one with nature being at the beach sort of later on in my month's quest to follow through on this commitment to myself was this reminder of how tapped into my intuition I am that actually every day presents a learning opportunity, a lesson, uh, a way to look at life that is more enriching if I just remember the lesson. And I realise actually that I have a lot of these thoughts that happen every day and I don't always share it. I don't always speak it out loud so that I remember it because that always helps me anchor in what I've learned but I don't always share it because they happen so frequently that I'm then on to the next thing right I'm I've moved on already and so the challenge that I'm setting myself for the month of November is to show up on this podcast with a daily snippet a daily short and I'm talking no more than 10 minutes possibly hopefully around the three to five minute mark if I can really condense the message in that length of time but it will be an insight into what goes on in the mind of a modern leader so I'm calling this season two we kick off on Monday that's the 6th of November and it's called the in her head series and I'm giving you and access all areas pass to what goes on in my head. And more importantly, I think, not just what goes on in terms of the monkey mind, chitter chatter, the 95,000 thoughts, but also how I over time have learned to do something with that. And I think it's going to be super interesting because not only am I going to continue with my sea swims, not necessarily daily. I mean, certainly we've just had a storm here, so I will need to let the dust settle from that because we have some rather nasty overflow outages around the coastal areas here when there has been a storm. So I will want to continue that to a certain extent, but without this pressure and of needing to do it every single day. But I'm also going to be starting with this nutritionist, right? So that is going to, I'm going to be faced with all of the monkey chatter when I go to give up sugar, when I go to effectively, and I'm saying diet in inverted commas, right? Because I don't know if you followed me for any length of time, if you listened to my last podcast, The Emma Clayton Show, a big emphasis on that was about how I have overcome my relationship with food, which hasn't always been positive. And to be fair, it's an ongoing process. Certainly my relationship with food is a lot more healthy 
than it was in the past, even if what I could eat could be healthier. So when I go into resetting my mindset around what I'm putting in my mouth, I have a lot of stuff that comes up from the past, you know, from the past diet culture times where I was sucked into restriction and all the things that perpetuated this negative, inconsistent cycle of yo-yo dieting and you just just craziness. So a lot of that does get touched on when I do come back around to wanting to reset my focus. So I think that's going to be super interesting to get an, a pass into what's going on for me on a daily basis. But also there is there are things happening in the world that I'm certainly tuned into to a certain extent and it's bringing all sorts of emotions up in my body. So as I process that, I want to give you that behind the scenes look at what it means to actually be with some of those really big heavy emotions and process them rather than just carry them around from day to day with us and and the benefits of that of course. So there's a lot that can come up. I have no idea what will come up but uh, my commitment is that Monday to Friday for three weeks starting next Monday um, I will be showing up with a daily short sound bite for the In Her Head series. And if you wanted to sign up to my email newsletter, I'll be doing a weekly roundup and kind of summary, like bringing all the pieces together and sort of highlighting the lessons that have been learned over that week, a bit like I've done in this uh, episode here. And also there'll be bonus behind the scenes content in there for you. So there'll be a weekly roundup. If you would like to get on that newsletter then you can go to the link in my bio and sign up there or head over to my website emmaclaytonxo.com forward slash podcast and about halfway down the screen you'll see where you get to sign up that is it folks i hope you will be joining me for what's set to be an exciting different way of doing the podcast and the show for the next month i'm calling that season two so i guess this is the end of season one this is a wrap Thank you for being here. If you have been listening along and you like what you hear, please do give me a five-star rating and review. I would love to hear from you, any feedback. And for now, have a great weekend and I'll be speaking to you on Monday. Take care.